Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We're also joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Say we never had these problems, and then Marcus showed up, and just one problem after. <laughs> hey, Trey, <laughs> yeah, don't you feel better that the that the trouble's back uh, back in the studio though? You got new glasses oh, yeah. too. <laughs> well, they're readers. <laughs> Randy's screen went blank. He, he's dealing gotcha. with that. How are you, Trey? Biddy, you doing good? I'm doing good. Had a good weekend. Hope you guys did too. And. Uh, was this another, a this, little bit closer? This was another good. It's another big recruiting weekend, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, huge weekend. Arkansas actually got a commitment today from Kobe Branham out of Fort Smith Southside. That was um, an expected decision. He had already had that that outlined. Uh, but yeah, just a, a huge visit weekend. Um, so far, that's been the only commitment. But there's a lot of guys that you know have decisions that are coming up pretty soon. All right, Trey, we're going to try this again. Let's see what happens. Okay. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Record, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Okay, Trey, I feel like uh, on Mondays lately, I've been saying this, you said a moment ago, this was a big visit weekend but it seems like more and more of the players are making it sound like it may be down to such and such and then Arkansas. Yeah. And these are highly regarded players, four-star prospects and so forth, but it just seems like it, Trey. Yeah, and, you know, not just the guys that visited this weekend, also guys that – you know, visited recently, uh, Jaquan McCroy, one of the uh, one of the top offensive line prospects in the country. You know, visited Arkansas last weekend, visited Oregon this weekend. It's kind of believed that those are the t- two final schools for him. Uh, Ashton Bethel Roman, who visited this weekend, uh, Danny feels you know pretty good that it's Arkansas, Texas Tech. Bethel Roman is actually the highest ranked prospect to come in, and Danny put in a crystal ball pick for him to land at Arkansas. So uh, that's definitely uh, something notable, but. Yeah, you definitely get that. Uh, you know, you kind of feel maybe Fletcher, Westfall, Clemson, could be Clemson, could be Arkansas. Uh, so, yeah, that's a kind of a, a common theme. But, again, that's is it's not like getting down to, you know, the season and taking your official visits during games and stuff and then maybe making decisions in January anymore. I mean, that's, that's very rare now. Now, you know, you, a lot of these guys get all their official visits done um, in the spring and summer. And they're ready. They're ready to make a decision. So it's it's not too big a surprise that a lot of guys are, you know, coming down to maybe a final three or a final two. Trey, what do you think are some of the what what you have seen to be some of the deciding factors to these big recruits? What's making the difference for them? NIL, Marcus. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I, no, no. Yeah. It, it was a, no. That's yeah. that's a uh, that's. That's a, what a lot of things have come down Is to. It a big deal? Sam Pittman, yeah, mm-hmm. Sam Pittman mentioned that uh, at uh, in Destin at SEC spring meetings that that was one of the biggest things. And it used to be, you know, facilities were going to be a big thing. You take an official visit somewhere, you're like, oh, I didn't know 
y'all have this and you have this, and facilities are still a big thing. Mm-hmm. Playing time, obviously, is a big thing. Sure. Uh, how you feel with the coaches and all that stuff. But also, you know, NIL is, is something that is creeping in more and more into well, the discussion. Last question. Real quick, quick point, though. Do you think, then, that that has, is turning out to be an advantage for Arkansas? For, Putting us for in the Arkansas? game. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no question, you know, as, as much as – you know, people get frustrated with just the you know the lack of rules of everything with NIL with mm-hmm. transfer portal. Um, there's no question that it's been a major benefit to Arkansas. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's any doubting that. I mean, just look at what happened, uh, Marcus. I mm-hmm. I've brought this up a few times, but I know you're not around as much anymore. But uh, I know uh, I brought this up a few times. But um, you know, with Arkansas, you go back to that 2020 recruiting class and there are two players left from that class, mm. two players. And obviously a lot of those guys entered the transfer portal, but a lot of them needed to enter the transfer portal because they just weren't good enough to play here. And mm. Arkansas has been able to supplement a lot by reaching into the transfer portal and, and building something, um, you know, defensive line. I mean, Marcus, you know how important mm-hmm. it is to have veteran players. Absolutely. So Arkansas, Arkansas only returns like seven starters from last year, mm. but they've brought in, over a dozen guys who were starters at their previous institution and the defensive line, you know, they brought in two transfer portal defensive ends, two transfer portal defensive tackles, Mm. you know, last year, maybe their best defensive lineman was a transfer or who's going to be their best defensive lineman possibly. And, and Landon Jackson. Uh, Now you're talking about what looks like to me, a solid, solid three deep on the defensive line and nine seniors on the wow. defensive line, nine seniors. And part of that's, wow. you know, due to COVID and stuff. And that's another point where the transfer portal mm-hmm. has played a big role for Arkansas because not only did you have that quick turnaround in the 2020 class, but in 2021, you weren't able to go out and evaluate. You weren't able to go mm. out and recruit for a that's new staff that doesn't have any of those kind of relationships. You know, the 2021 staff was better, or excuse me, 2021 class was better than the 2020 class, but still wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And you've really been able to make up for a lot of that stuff. Um, thanks to the transfer portal. And, and also, I mean, obviously nobody wanted COVID to happen the way it did, obviously, but getting that extra COVID year has mm. kind of been a benefit to Arkansas too. We know it was in 2021. We know it was a huge benefit then. Um, but even now, you know, I mentioned nine defensive uh, linemen who are seniors. Some of those guys are super seniors. We wouldn't be here otherwise. Great oh. point. Yeah. Uh, this from our bus text line. Uh, he is set to make a decision on July 14th at 6.30 uh, p.m., thanks to Danny and his hard work. Braylon Russell. And uh, the question is, Trey, to you, Trey, do you think Braylon is gone to Tennessee? I don't like that Danny doesn't feel like – like I haven't seen language from Danny that's like, if I had to pick right now, I'd go Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And usually when Danny has a feeling like that, he's usually right on it because he's been doing this a long time. And so I'm not saying Braylon's going to Tennessee or anything. I just – I haven't caught that vibe from Danny that he kind of has a feel where what Braylon's doing and um, – and maybe Braylon wants it that way. You know, maybe he wants it to be a surprise. I don't know. But usually, usually Danny has a pretty good feel. If Danny doesn't have a good feel for it, then you, uh, I, I will say a lot of times 
Not always, but a lot of times the guy goes somewhere else. Does that uh, make sense? Like, not mm-hmm. saying like, you know, he's not saying I, I feel like he's going to Tennessee. He's just not doesn't have a feel for him going to Arkansas. So if he doesn't have a feel for him going to Arkansas, then for a lot of guys that, that a lot of times that means he's going somewhere else. All right, this from our bus text line. <clears throat> from the 501. Okay, I was trying to find a name, but I can't find one. Uh, Trey is right. There's always a bad apple in the bunch. Welcome back, Marcus the Magnificent One. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, thank you. You got a heck of a reputation, Marcus. Proceeds me. I don't think I don't think it's there's always one bad apple in the bunch. Is the same. I think <laughs> one bad apple spoils the the whole bunch. Spoils the lot. Is that right? Is that how it goes? So we're all we're all bad apples. Well, now? listen, guys. Things have been too easy and smooth for you. That's why I'm back to yep to keep us on our toes. To frustrate Stir you, the and stick, you annoy, to... and do all those good things. Smooth, mm-hmm. just like the top of your head over there. <laughs> yeah. Harmony doesn't make for good radio. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Trey, let's let's back up a moment. Uh, You said Kobe Branham committed to Arkansas today. He is from Fort Smith, Southside, 6'6", 320. Shows Arkansas over Ole Miss, Texas A&M, SMU, and Oklahoma State. If you had had a chance to see Kobe and what kind of player he might be? No, but Danny did. He, you know, he was up here at Arkansas's camp, uh, and Danny was didn't recognize him, I guess, at first, maybe. Sometimes a picture, you know, gets a little dated and stuff, and wasn't sure who he was, but what he said jumped out to him. was like, who's this thing? This guy's huge, you know, so that's obviously a good trait for sure. an offensive lineman. Yeah, so, uh, but obviously one of the top prospects in the state of Arkansas, ranked number nine. Uh, in the state, and what seems to be a pretty good year overall for talent in the state. I've been meaning to ask you now for several weeks now, I just keep forgetting about it. Is the new now number, especially with 85 being the max that you can sign to a roster uh, or sign to a scholarship, uh, is 20 going to be, you think, the new norm uh, of high school signees, and then the remainder you'll go to the portal to fill in any holes that you may get losing mm-hmm. other players to the portal, and of course, even graduation. But do you think 20 is the new norm? Is going to be the new norm? Because if that's the case, Arkansas for the class of 2024, there's just eight more slots open mm-hmm. and available uh, for the class of 2024. I think ideally, Randy, that's the new norm. Um, you know, obviously things can can change every year with different schools and stuff. You have turnover and, and stuff like that. But I think 20 and 10 probably is a good – would be a good number. That would mean that you're doing good work building from the high school ranks. Um, but you also recognize that you, you know – there are great players available in the portal, in the portal, and a lot of guys that maybe you recruited the first time around that you know you finished second for. So, I think twenty and ten. I mean, in the past, when it, the rule was twenty-five, 
you would see generally about seven players leave the program every year for various reasons, whether it was giving up football early, injury, uh, just deciding to transfer out, different reasons like that. So you would see about seven players transfer out and then somewhere around 23 to 25 guys coming in every single year. So, you know, with the way things are now, you know, you obviously you're going to see coaches maybe usher players out a little sooner because they are able to go into the portal and get a better player so easily. So I think a good – and it, it, my idea on this may change. We're still very new in it. But I think a good measure that you're doing really good work in the high school ranks um, and at the same time building your roster through the portal, I think 20 and 10 is probably – an ideal number. One of the um, observations I heard the other day, uh, and this came um, in a story uh, with a unnamed coach, but he said with the transfer portal the way it is, you better not bash a kid mm. who ends yeah. up deciding not to go to your school in essence, you're finishing number two because with the transfer portal, that kid may be so unhappy after his freshman year that he transferred out. And if he left with a good taste from Arkansas, we use Arkansas as the example, he finished second to someone, you may get that kid back. You just That's got him point. back a year later. And, yeah. uh, and with a year experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the way Danny put it to me was like, if you're a coach, don't unfollow the guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, Trey, tear us apart, if you will. And I, I think this year, with all the, the new changes, there's been a, obviously an adjustment period, but I was saying this earlier, Trey. I think this year we start to see which programs, which staffs have made the adjustments, right, to the new, this new mm-hmm. world if you will, the new, the transfer portal, the NIL. So I think starting this year, we can start really kind of judging the programs. I think the biggest adjustment coaches Mm -hmm. are having to make Mm -hmm. is they have to recruit their own players Uh, every day. That's a great point. Every day. That's a great point. Because uh, these kids can get so disgruntled so fast and, Get so much stuff put in their ear because we know there's no tampering that ever goes <laughs> Never on. Happened. Never. But, um, but but whether you treat them nice or you scream at them, yell at them, or hard on them, uh, doesn't make any difference. You still don't know. You yeah. still, yeah. still don't, don't know, know what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. And it's such a different world. I can remember going to bed in my dorm saying, God, please let me have a scholarship tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope I don't get sent home. You know, Lou's deal was my way of the trailways. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's totally yeah. different. I, I think a lot of times, too, you know, you mentioned recruiting your own players and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of players out there who may not be great players, just maybe good, average, you know, normal college football players who would be important to your program and stuff. I think a lot of those guys are finding out how little that they're actually worth in terms of NIL money, mm. maybe wanting mm-hmm. some NIL money in your, you know, current school one. I mean, I mean, I know you helped, you played some last year, but I mean, because <laughs> they can go out, they can go out and get a guy just as good or better, you know, in the portal. And there are guys that are maybe an average starter for you who isn't going to get anything because average players aren't getting, they're not getting a bunch of NIL money. You know, it's, it's stars. Um, 
but average players aren't getting that. And so they may be looking to go somewhere else where they can get a little NIL money. And I'm not going to say any names or anything, but we definitely saw that at Arkansas this year. So what about these collectives, though, Trey? Are they kind of filling in some of those gaps, though? Yeah, collectives are. I mean, but still, you know, you want to make sure you allocate your money where you can. Right. Uh, I think that we're going to come to a point at some time where I don't know if it'll be like a banning of collectives or we move to, you know, just straight paying players. Uh, But something, there'll be something that there'll be some kind of regulation that takes place because right now it's just a it's just a complete free for all. Um, so I think, and the collectives are really, I mean, collectives are just really a backdoor way to pay players. They're not, I mean, that's, that's what they are there. You, you, in a lot of the cases, and I'm not saying every single collective out there, there's a lot of, you know, charitable and all this stuff, but in a lot of cases, it's just a way for, you know, people to give money to the program and kind of wash it <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Companies, you know, pay to be a part of the collective, and the player makes a tweet, and then you know you get fifty thousand dollars or something. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just kind of how some of them operate. So, I, I do think at some point there will be some type of, um, and and maybe it's through Congress or whatever. That never seems to work out well when Congress gets involved, but uh, with college sports, but um, there'll be some. There's going to be something I think that will. Um, I don't know about creating an even playing field, but regulate it in some kind of way. There was an article in the Democrat Gazette today over in the business section past, past the sports page talking about NIL. It's really interesting for one of our, our, some of our listeners want to check that out. But here's a stat that really jumped out to me. And they're talking about NIL, how do they handle their money uh, and, and, get, and not get in trouble, et cetera. Only 1% of student athletes receive full-ride scholarships. That, that, that shocked the heck out of me. That cover all college expenses, so it makes sense to use NIL income to pay for school. Uh, hmm. There was a young lady, some school, volleyball player, whatever. I can't remember the amount of money she's right. got, but she, but she got like lots of money, mm-hmm. and she's advertising for eyelash company. Yeah, the women. I think you. I, I saw a, a report that some of the women are making the most top end money yeah. in NIL money. There are some. Mm-hmm. You know, there are also some like if you wanted to get like. A, that you want to use your NIL money to, to get a house, put a down payment on a house or something. A lot of times you can't get that loan because you can't prove, you know, long-term income and stuff like that. I mean, there's all kinds of other hurdles like that that, that uh, you know, student athletes are running into that, you know, want to do smart things with their money. But, which but, but, I'm not sure I would have done a lot of smart things at that age with but, my money. But part of their scholarship is a grant of some kind. Mm-hmm. And if you start accepting money, then that offsets your grant and you lose the grant money. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They take the the scholarship money away. Yeah. If, if you're hmm. if you're getting paid X number of dollars. Hmm. I thought there was an exception on that, but well, yeah, you may be right. I don't know. I'll go back and read it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trey, interesting situation. We're about to run out of time, but uh, this was a Florida defensive back, and Ashton Hampton. Now, if the last name Hampton rings a bell. His father is the new head football coach at UAPB. Hmm. And uh, dad accompanied son this past weekend to Fayetteville. So I don't know if by Alonzo now coaching out UAPB will actually help Arkansas now in the recruitment. (laughs) 
of Alonzo Hampton. I mean, of uh, Ashton Hampton. But I thought that was very, very unique. And Arkansas opens yep. with them next year, right? Yes, they do in Little Rock. Yeah. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hi, guys. Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.